Welcome to the Mustang Creek Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. Good morning. We're glad that you are here in service with us today. And if this is your very first time to Mustang Creek, we want to welcome you and thank you for coming to hang out with us today. And if you would, take one of the cards in the seat in front of you, whether it's the Connect cards, and fill it out. Or you can shoot the QR code that they're putting up on the screen and fill it out electronically. And either way, show it to uh, the Connect desk as you exit the building this morning and we have a great gift as you leave this morning and we are just so grateful that however you got here, however you found out about Mustang Creek, we've been praying for you and we're excited that you are here today. Um, Listen to all the men in the house, I want to personally invite you to this men's conference. We have been working on this conference for months and months and months, and this is where hundreds of men from all over our district, all over North Texas are coming together, and this is going to be 12 years of doing men's ministry for our district. This is going to be the largest men's conference that North Texas uh, Assemblies of God have ever had in our history of doing men's conferences. So I'm excited. Pastor Rick is excited. He and Anthony Torres are coming to speak for us on this weekend. And it's just going to be an amazing, amazing time. So if you haven't registered, you can go online and register. Uh, You can find out. We've got some some handouts at the back of the building. You can find out. Go on our North Texas District website site, go to the men's page, or you can go on our uh, our Mustang Creek app, and you can find a way to register or a link to register there on the Mustang Creek app. Don't forget that. And then I know that you didn't come to hear me preach today. You came to hunt eggs today, right? Well, uh, listen, we have three really huge Sundays back to back. This week is the hopping. Next week is the after party. And then obviously we've got our uh, Easter services. And then following that, the fourth Sunday, we're going to be kicking off our small groups. And I'm so excited about that because we highly believe in community here at Mustang Creek. So it's an exciting time. If you just got here, you got here just in time. Amen. We're glad that you're here. Hey, would you all stand to your feet with me today? Uh, if you're joining us online, we're so glad that you have, uh, you've tuned in to be with us today for the word of God. Listen, I'm, uh, I'm taking a break for a few weeks on our series entitled All, and the Lord has given me some special things to share with you, and I want to, I want to do that today. Let me read to you out of 2 Corinthians the fifth chapter. We're going to be reading out of the third, the fourth, and the fifth before the day is over. But I want to just start today with our text in the fifth chapter. And it says this in the 18th verse, God has given us this task. How many know if the scripture said God has given us a task, we need to pay attention? Right? Uh, So he said, God has given us this task of reconciling people 
to him. Wow. For God was in Christ. I want you to pay attention to this verbiage here. God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. Isn't that an amazing uh, announcement? No longer counting men's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of, of reconciliation. Listen, and what a powerful thought process that God empowered Jesus when he was on the earth, right? All five of you. God empowered Jesus while he was on the earth, right? You know what the great news is after that? God empowered us as we're on the earth, right? Right, okay. God is making his appeal through us. Wow. See, I'm making an appeal right now through this sound system. I'm the one speaking, but it's the sound system that's amplifying what I'm saying. I'm making appeal through the sound system. God is making his appeal through us. Wow. What a thought process. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Father, thank you for your word today. Father, just open our ears, open our spirits. Let your presence hover over us today. Go through the airways today. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for the miracles that you're already doing right now in our midst and those that you're gonna do in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. You may be seated today. Listen, last week, um, we, we were able to witness hope. Man, I, I watched, last week we had a Teen Life Challenge come in. And if you don't know what Teen Life Challenge is, um, it is a program for men and women, uh, adults, and also there's a program for teens that when they have a life crisis, uh, addictions and strongholds in their life, that they can go into this program for nine months or 18 months and they have an amazing, amazing uh, success rate to see deliverance, to see freedom, to see people continually walk free of those addictions and it was just wonderful to see the hope in those young men's eyes last week as they stood on this platform and they told those stories, uh, they told their stories and they sang uh, of the deliverance power and they worshiped God with us last week and I saw hope arise in some of your hearts that God still does what God still does. That God still does what he said he would do. Hope rose up in your hearts that he still delivers, that he still sets free, that he still breaks the chains of bondage. And, and listen, while I was sitting uh, or actually standing in worship, I believe it was before they ever got up and, and uh, began to share their stories. I was standing in worship and I heard the Holy Spirit tell me, be a carrier. Be 
a carrier. And at that moment, I thought, you know, he wants us to carry the light. He wants us to carry the message. He wants us to be carriers of the good news. How many know that time is critical? We're living in critical times right now. We've been seeing daily images on the, the news and we've been hearing the stories on the radio of the, the, the travesty, the, the war in Ukraine and uh, the refugees and, and all of those that, um, uh, you know, the bombings and their houses are being destroyed, their economies destroyed, but their families uh, are destroyed. They're divided. I heard one uh, lady say, yesterday she was uh, uh, she was just crying and weeping and telling of the devastation and she said these words I don't even know where my son is just such devastation and such heartbreak and but but here's my question to you today today we uh, we we've seen that week after week after week we've seen those images on the news we've we've heard their stories uh, week after week after week but what if our spiritual eyes could be opened what if we could see what is happening all around us on a daily basis uh, between the spiritual of light and the spiritual and the, the kingdom of darkness? If we could see the, uh, the warfare and the tug of war and the devastation that's taking place, the bombing of Satan on those that are all around us, maybe on your family, maybe on you, maybe on your loved ones, uh, the families that are being destroyed, that are being devastated, the lives that are being uh, uh, blown up and torn up uh, all around us. Um, see, what I want to ask you today uh, is can you hear the cries uh, of those in your own shadow? See, we hear the cries of those on TV uh, and, uh, and they're pleading and they're crying out because they have no power in themselves. They're saying, uh, give us, uh, give us supplies, give us food, give us artillery, give us weapons, help us uh, because we are in a war that we can't win uh, by ourselves. Uh, but may I tell you, uh, we can't even hear the cries uh, of those uh, in our own shadows, on our own jobs, in the schools we go to uh, because we are spiritually blind most of the time. Wow. Here's what the scripture says, 2 Corinthians chapter three, it says, if the old way which brings condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way which makes us right with God. In fact, that first glory, it's talking about the law, it's talking about the Old Testament. In fact, the first glory was not glorious at all compared with the overwhelming glory of the new way. Man, wouldn't it be great uh, if, if we were ex as excited uh, about the new way, if we were, were ex as excited about this, this message uh, that God, this task that God has given us uh, as we were about getting a new car? We'd be all up on Facebook, look at my ride. I've been blinging, man. Wouldn't it be great if we were that excited? In fact, 
That first glory was not glorious at all compared with the overwhelming glory of the new way. So if the old way which has been replaced was glorious, how much more glorious is the new which remains forever? Listen to what he's saying there. Those words are important. Since this new way gives us such confidence, uh, we can be very bold. We are not like Moses who put a veil over his face so that the people of Israel would not see the glory even though it was destined to fade away. Listen, I, uh, here's, here's my first question. I'm going to explain that a little bit. My first question is, are we contagious or are we innocuous? Listen, I, I, what it's talking about there, he's saying Moses, and, and y'all have heard me say this many times, we know the Charlton Heston story, right? Uh, Moses going up to, the, up to the mountaintop and talking to God, and, and God gives him the Ten Commandments, and, and we know that when Moses comes down the mountain, because he's been in the presence and the glory of God, he's just uh, illuminated, he's just shining. His, the glory of God is being reflected uh, in, uh, in the person of of Moses and Moses comes down the mountain uh, as one that has come down from God uh, and uh, the the scripture says that he puts a veil over his face um, so that the people would not have to look into the glory uh, of the shining of God Uh, even though that glory was fading away day after day the longer it had been the glory faded away listen uh, the glory of the old covenant the glory of the old law was just there to show us the error of our way but little by little it faded away because there was another covenant to come there was another better covenant a better way a more glorious way that would never fade away and that is the covenant of Jesus Christ when he comes down from the mountain of God come on now and and the, the scripture says we are not like Moses that puts a veil over our face Mm. Holy Spirit said to me, be a carrier. My mind went to all that we've recently heard over the the, uh, past three years. I don't know about y'all, but I'm COVID fatigued. Yeah, I'm done with all this stuff. But but my mind went to uh, uh, you know the infectious rate of the the global pandemic and how in, infectious it was and how easily it spreads and how contagious it is and and so I decided you know what I'm just going to go over and, uh, and I, I'm just curious I just want to look and I I begin to look up uh, the pandemics um, uh, you know the, the the top ten pandemics and I just looked over there and I. Saw coronavirus a little bit, uh, uh, COVID nineteen, literally COVID uh, COVID virus that happened in twenty nineteen. So they made it COVID nineteen. That's really how it got its name, right? And uh, so we know it started in Wuhan, China, in uh, uh, twenty nineteen. And they say that in just a few months, in just a few months of the first uh, evidence of of an outbreak, that um, there was thirty, there was a hundred thousand infections, and there was over thirty. 
thousand deaths, deaths, and so uh, uh, we we've heard all of the stuff. Well, you know, it's so contagious. You got to wear a mask. No one mask won't do it. Let's do two masks. Well, guess what? Mask, uh, they they're just useless because it's particles in the air. Uh, let's uh, uh, let's let's uh, isolate for a while, and then let's stay six feet apart. And and uh, uh, well, let's get a vaccine. Well, let's get a booster for the vaccine. Let's get a booster for the booster, and then let's get a booster for the booster for the booster, right? Uh, and uh, uh, so, so all of those things, because this thing, and then all of a sudden, uh, there was its close kissing cousin that came out. Oh my gosh, uh, it's even more infectious than the last one. <gasps> right? The truth of the matter is, is that the last record that I saw 6.1 million people have died from COVID. But influenza was so infectious that 25 to 50 million, they don't have a real grip on it, but between 25 and 50 million died. HIV, AIDS, 36 million died. The bubonic plague, 150 to 200 million people died. Smallpox, over its 1,200 year existence, 300 to 500 million people died because it was so contagious. Listen, I want to talk to you today about something that's more contagious than all of these pandemics, than all of these infections combined. Uh, something that has spread faster uh, than all of them together. I want to talk to you about the truth uh, of the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ. Uh, listen, uh, I look back uh, and uh, I begin to look and see of all of those that have tried to stop uh, the spread of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, I look back um, and there were actually 11 uh, Roman emperors that tried to stop uh, the spread of Christianity uh, because the Romans literally saw Christianity uh, as uh, uh, opposition, uh, as danger to their empire. And uh, one uh, actually tried to boil uh, John the Beloved uh, in oil. Uh, he said, uh, this man is just a danger to us. If he keeps on like he's going, uh, he's going to infect uh, many. So they tried to boil him in oil uh, and they couldn't even boil him in oil. So they had to exile him to Patmos uh, and he continued to write uh, and he had the vision and he wrote uh, revelations for us. Amen. Uh, so listen, uh, uh, we, we see Stalin came along. Stalin came along uh, in the 1920s and, and uh, uh, this guy, man, he, uh, uh, he grew up. I don't, I don't know if you knew this or not, Stalin grew up uh, in a religious home. Stalin grew up uh, in church. Stalin grew up in uh, religious schools and he would get kicked out uh, uh, of one school and go to another. And, and so finally he got to the point where he hated religion uh, and, um, and he decided that he would adopt uh, uh, Marxism and the Marxist uh, theology. Uh, and uh, the Marxist theology, uh, uh, Karl Marx wrote um, that uh, the beginning or uh, communism begins where Marx, where uh, atheism begins. Communism begins uh, where Marxism or where atheism uh, begins. Um, and so uh, 
Uh, we see that, uh, that they closed churches, that they seized properties, uh, that they arrested Christians. They eventually uh, uh, started killing Christians uh, and uh, uh, they began to burn the Bibles or outlaw Bibles and all religious uh, uh, literature and they began to militantly enforce uh, atheism. Uh, but Christianity is still alive and well in Russia today. Muhammad tried to uh, stamp it out. Hitler tried to stamp it out. Uh, man, I pulled up uh, an article from China. In China, they are closing churches and jailing pastors uh, uh, and even rewriting scripture. Uh, but the article headline says, uh, China's Communist, Communist Party uh, is intensifying religious persecution as Christianity popularity grows. Um, a new state translation uh, of the Bible uh, will Establish a correct understanding uh, of the text. Um, listen, there was a there was a pastor uh, just a few years ago. I'm talking just like two or three years ago, uh, and uh, uh, Wang Yi, and, and literally uh, he stood in his pulpit one day and he leaned over the pulpit uh, and he asked his people. Uh, he said, "Tomorrow, uh, if this church was gone, tomorrow if this church disappeared uh, off the face of the earth, uh, would there be any impact in our city?" Would our city uh, even notice that we are gone. Uh, my friend, three months later, uh, that, very, uh, uh, that very declaration came true. Uh, they, uh, they arrested uh, Wang Yi and his wife uh, and a hundred members of the church and threw them uh, in jail. Uh, and the, uh, uh, the, the prison sentence that he is facing is a 15-year 15 uh, 15 sentence for propagating uh, the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ. Uh, wow, what a thought process. But listen, uh, I want to give you some good news. Um, before 1949, uh, three million there were 3 million Catholics and 1 million Protestants uh, in China. In early 2000s, there were approximately 38 million Protestants and 10 to 12 uh, million Catholics. Uh, and that doesn't even count the underground churches uh, that are thriving all over China because the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ uh, is contagious. Uh, the good news of Jesus Christ is infectious. I want to be infectious. I want to be contagious. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 3 it says if the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil it is hidden from people who are perishing. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let there be light in darkness, has made his light to shine in our hearts so that we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have that light or this light shining in our hearts, uh, but we ourselves um, are like fragile clay jars containing uh, this great treasure. Um, and this makes it clear that 
our great power is from God, not from ourselves. Number two, we must be carriers of the solution. Let me give you, let me give you some news. We are not the solution, but we are carriers of the solution. The Holy Spirit said to me, be a carrier. See, I, I, I want us to say things. I, I believe he wants us to carry his light and carry his message. And, you know, I want to say things like carry his anointing and carry his authority and carry his power. But most Christians go, oh, but I don't not sure about all that you know I'm I'm not Jesus listen people tend to shrink back and and uh, uh, draw back when I when we say things like that carrying his word carrying his message carrying his light carrying his power carrying his anointing and his authority but listen may I remind you uh, that Jesus uh, came in and uh, he said I didn't come uh, in my own authority uh, I didn't do this uh, without the power of my father he's the one doing the work and uh, listen uh, we are just uh, the syringes uh, that deliver the vaccine. We aren't the answer, but we have the answer. We aren't the vaccine, but we're the delivering mechanism of the vaccine. The world is sick and we have the answer. We have this treasure in earthen vessels and if this good news be hidden it's hidden to those that are dying and desperate their homes are being bombed and they're starving to death and their marriages are failing and their children are addicted and lost listen I, I, the Lord often has me throw myself under the bus and when I felt like I was going to share this next story. I had no idea what weekend it was. And all of you are going, it's the happening weekend. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, uh, but there's a small little thing going on across town uh, uh, called WrestleMania. I, I had no idea. I but years and years and years ago when I worked in the secular world, the most embarrassing and the most humiliating, one of the, one of the most tragic, shameful memories that I have. I was in the workplace and I worked with a gentleman and he was a tall, skinny guy with dark hair. His name was James and, and uh, James and his wife. This was back uh, in the day of the old sportatorium. Anybody ever went to the old sportatorium, you know, and, and the Von Erics and all that kind of stuff? Man, they, he and his wife and their crew, they loved to go hang uh, at the sportatorium. Man, they weren't, just, uh, uh, they, they weren't just your average fans. They were true blue, sold out fans uh, of wrestling and they would go and, and uh, uh, man, cronies. And I, I mean, they were, they were the crew and, and they were there all the time. And, and uh, the next thing you know, James's wife got hooked up uh, with the, the wrestling crew and began to sleep with the wrestlers. 
all hell broke loose. Their marriage fell apart and, and just devastation in their home. And, and James, was, uh, uh, James was terribly disturbed, obviously. And, and uh, uh, one day, I, I can't even remember that morning. I don't think he actually showed up to work. Uh, and uh, uh, just a, a couple of hours in, two or three hours into the work day, we got the news that James had gone uh, to his wife's job and, and he invited, he got her to come out uh, into the hall and he pulled out a gun uh, and he shot her and killed her uh, and then he turned the gun on himself uh, and he killed himself. Man, you can just imagine uh, the, uh, uh, the chaos and the pandemonium and the heartbreak uh, and the people weeping and crying in our, in our office. And listen, I was a young Christian. I was a, a young believer. I, I had just started, uh, I'd just taken over the youth group. I, I you know, I, I was just a little young buck. And, and uh, uh, man, I mean, people were crying and uh, all up in arms in our office. Um, and for some reason, and uh, all of these people in our office began to gather around my desk uh, and they said, Robert, uh, would you pray? And I said, yeah, I'll pray. And I looked away and I ducked my head. And what I really said at that moment was, yeah, I'll pray, I'll pray by myself. Yeah, I'll pray, I'll pray in silence. Yeah, I'll pray, uh, I'll pray quietly inside uh, because I'm embarrassed, uh, because I, I, you know, I, I, I don't wanna make a scene. I, I don't want, you know, you understand what I'm saying? Uh, I had a moment, uh, I had an opportunity. Uh, one of the greatest shames of my life uh, is that I had people there uh, surrounding me uh, in my shadow that were broken, uh, that were hard, uh, their hearts were aching, uh, they were cringing and, and caving inside because uh, of the tragedy that had just taken place uh, and I missed the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I could go in the church and talk a good game. Come on now. Man, <laughs> am I getting too personal today? Number three, are we really of any use to God? Are we really of any use to God? Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 10, he says this, for we must all stand before Christ to be judged. We will each receive whatever, everybody say whatever. We will each receive whatever we deserve for the good or the evil we have done in this earthly body. We jump down to verse 15. It says, he died, Jesus died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Boy, I wish you could underline that in your Bible, in your device will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from the human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we now, we know him now. This means 
that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person and the old life is gone, a new life has begun. Verse 18 says, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ and God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself and no longer counting people's sins against them and he gave us this wonderful message. Uh, Wait, 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 wait. Can we say that a little better today? God was in Jesus reconciling the world to himself. Now God is in us reconciling the world to himself through the message of reconciliation. Wow. Mm. Verse 20. So we are Christ ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. Come back to God. Come back to God. Listen, if you're in the house today, I'm saying, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sins so that we could be made right with God through Christ. What a thought process. We have the message of reconciliation. We have the task of delivering the message of reconciliation. The, listen, the reconciliation is, is simply said, it's the restoration of relationships between God and man. That's what recon, reconciliation is. It's the restoration. See, we were divided because of sin. We couldn't get to God because of our sin. We were at odds with God because of our sin. But now we have a message that Jesus has made a way where we couldn't do it on ourselves, where we couldn't make it right on ourselves. We now have the message that God no longer holds our sin against us. That's good news. We have the task of reconciliation. Listen, I was reminded God said, be a carrier. Be a carrier. And as I was, Jeannie, as I was just musing and, and as I was just consuming the word and, and just thinking about this passage of scripture and this message, I was reminded of a passage in the scripture that we often just read over. And the lead up to it is everybody, just about everybody knows King David in the Bible. King David, one of the greatest kings that ever lived. And here we have King David in the Bible and he's getting older in his life. And and King David had some scoundrels for children. Isn't it funny? We love our kids even when they're being heathens, right? 
We want to kick them in the backside, but we still love them, right? And uh, uh, so he had some heathen for children, and but one of his sons was Absalom, and Absalom was a crafty one. And, and uh, so he would come in uh, to the kingdom every day, and he would sit in the gates, and he would uh, wave at people. Uh, you know, he'd do the prince's wave, at, I don't know. He would shake everybody's hands and kiss them on the cheek and, and tell them how great they were. And before long... Uh, Absalom won the heart of the kingdom. And Absalom was a handsome man. The scripture says he was a handsome man. He had this big, huge head of hair. And, and uh, man, the hearts of the people just went after Absalom. And so uh, uh, one day Absalom rose up and declared himself uh, as king. And he had those around him declare him uh, as king. And whenever news got back to King David, King David uh, knew that his days were numbered. He knew that there was trouble uh, in the kingdom and that he had to get out. Out, uh, or he would most certainly be put to death. And so he began to flee. They packed up uh, as many things as they could grab in a hurry and, and a few thousand people slipped out uh, and uh, began to run and get away from, uh, from Israel. And, and uh, they, they went and they went all night and they were, they were weary and they were tired and, and they went to a place in a forest and they refreshed themselves. And, and uh, the next thing we know, Absalom uh, and the armies of Israel uh, begin to come after David. And we see that here they are in this forest and uh, uh, the war broke out. A fight broke out and uh, uh, the, the scripture says the first day there were 20 thousand soldiers that were killed and there was actually more soldiers that were killed by the forest than by the sword. That's kind of crazy. And uh, so, but, but what we see uh, is we see that um, that before they went out, David told, uh, uh, he had made uh, 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 captains of thousands and captains of hundreds, and he had three main captains. He divided his, uh, uh, his soldiers up in three groups, and he had three main captains. Uh, and he said these words, be gentle with a young man. Be gentle with a young man. And the scripture says that 20,000 had died and, and uh, uh, we, we find Absalom uh, and Absalom is on the back of a donkey. Now listen, if I'm gonna declare myself king and go out to battle, I ain't gonna be on the back of no donkey, right? Anyway, he's on the back of a donkey and remember they're in the woods uh, and as, as he's in the back, on the back of a donkey, it goes underneath the tree and the tree catches his hair uh, and the donkey keeps going uh, and he's hanging there uh, underneath the tree like this and he's not doing the Holy Ghost dance. He's swinging there from the tree and he, uh, uh, he, he, he has no, I mean, he just stalked like Chuck, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and uh, so he's there and one of, the, one of the soldiers runs back to one of the captains and says, hey, uh, I saw, I saw Solomon, or, um, Absalom and he was hanging by his hair and, and the, the captain said, and you didn't kill him? What is wrong with you? And, and the, the, the guy looked back at the captain and he said, I ain't killing him. I heard what the king said. If I would have killed him, you'd be killing me. Right? I ain't killing him. 
So the, the captain, Joab, uh, he goes out, he takes three darts and he stabs it uh, into the heart uh, of, of the son of the king, Absalom. Uh, and then 10 soldiers uh, uh, surrounded him and slew him and they threw him in a pit and covered him up with stones. Uh, and uh, on that day, there was a man named Ahimaaz. And Ahimaaz said, hey, Joab, let me run and carry news to the king. He, he saw that the trumpet was blown and that all of Israel fled and we have victory. Woohoo, man. I, I. And Joab said, one of these days you can carry the message, but not today. And then he turned and he saw another man, Cushai, from Ethiopia, and he said, take word to the king. And he bowed himself and he began to run. He was a runner. And he began to go to carry the message to the king. And we see Ahimaaz, and Ahimaaz, man, he's like one of our teenagers. He won't give up. Can I go? Please let me go. I, 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 let, let me go carry a message to the king. And, and the captain looks at him and he says, why do you want to run when you don't have a message? And he kept on and kept on. Uh, please, let me, let me go. Let me run. And finally, uh, he wore Joab down and Joab said, okay, run. Uh, and so we see uh, the king is sitting in the gates. Um, and listen, uh, I can only imagine the heart of the king uh, was just uh, so grief, so heavy. Uh, he was in so much anticipation. The king was there uh, and uh, uh, he, he was waiting on news. And listen, uh, there was no good news. It it was either uh, uh, we're going to win uh, and uh, our, our, my son's going to die or we're going to lose and I'm going to die. I mean, what, which news do you want, right? And so he's sitting there going, what am I going to do? What, what news is coming? And all of a sudden, uh, uh, one of the men, the watchman on the tower, uh, called out and said, hey, uh, there's a runner that's coming. Uh, and he's all alone. And David said to him, uh, he said, if there's a runner that's alone, then uh, he must be bringing news. Uh, and so we see this runner uh, and he's coming and then all of a sudden the watchman on the wall said, uh, oh, wait a minute, I see another runner. And David said, oh, he must have news too. And what we see is that Cushai, the second runner, was so fast. Man, he, he, he must have had uh, all of his dry fit Reebok stuff on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he must have had uh, the colors on. Uh, he, must, uh, he must have had all of his stuff together. Uh, and uh, he looked just like a member of Mustang Creek. <laughs> and he overtook Ahimaaz. And he showed up. And he said, oh, king, the war has been won. And they, the question that the king waited on, he said, oh, long live the king. And the king said, but what 
of the young man. Oh, I, I didn't see what happened to your son. I, 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 I don't know. I saw a great tumult. I saw a great commotion, uh, but, uh, but I, I, I really don't know what happened. And the king said, step aside. Then another runner come, came, and Cushai said, Long live the king. Uh, all of your enemies have fled uh, before you. Uh, and he said, But what uh, of my son? Uh, and he said, May all the enemies of the king be like that young man. And he knew immediately that his son was dead. Uh, and he began to cry out, Oh, my son, my son, Absalom, my son. Listen, what are we doing about the king's son? What message are we carrying about the king's son? I'm telling you, we have the gospel. We have the glorious gospel. We have the light of the world. Uh, we have the cure to the disease of sin. Uh, we have, listen, we can look all throughout history uh, and we can see all the way back to Jonah and Jonah refused to go and share the gospel. Uh, and then uh, he went into Nineveh and he began to say three days and Nineveh is gonna fall. Uh, and the whole city, uh, the whole city rep repented and turned to God. Uh, we see that there was a woman at the well and she went back to the city and said come see a man that's told me everything I've ever done and the whole city turns out to see and to meet Jesus we see that on the day of Pentecost Peter a, a, a wild man a loud mouth man a, a rebellious man a, a stands up on the day of Pentecost when he was ashamed just a few days before he stands up and he declares the gospel and 3,000 are saved in one day I'm telling Telling you this is the most infectious thing uh, that there is on planet earth uh, it's the good news of Jesus Christ uh, it's the most glorious news uh, we have uh, a vaccine uh, we have uh, an antidote uh, we have uh, a delivering savior uh, we have one that can break the chains uh, we know the answer uh, what about the son Will you stand to your feet with me today? How many in the house would say, I wanna be a carrier? Come on now, yeah. I wanna be a carrier, I wanna be a dispenser. I wanna bring the vaccine to a dying world. Father, Lord, we're asking you today, Father, for courage, for strength, Father, so that we can carry out the task of reconciliation, so that we can deliver the news that our sins are no longer held against us, Father, that we can deliver the news that there's a cure to the disease, Father, that there's hope uh, where there was hopelessness. God, we're asking you for help today. Father, help us to be carriers. 
Help us to be infectious. Help us today, God, to have courage. Church, with every head bowed and every eye closed in the house, if you're here today and you'd say, Pastor, I am one of those that I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if what you say is true, then all of us will stand and give account for what we have done. But if what you say is true, then he has made a way for me. He has made a way. He has paid for my sins. He's made a way of reconciliation. Today, if that's you in the house and you would say, I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. My heart is broken. My life has been devastated by the enemy. Right where you're seated today, with no one looking around, right where you're at, would you just slip your hand up and write back down and say, I need to know Jesus today. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Is there another in the house today? Just slip it up and write back down quickly. Yes, I see that hand. God bless you today. Is there another in the house today? Don't wait. Don't wait. I wonder today all over the house, would you just pray this prayer with me today? Would you just repeat after me all over the house today? Heavenly Father, we come in Jesus' name. We admit that we are sinners, that we need a Savior, that we deserve death, but Jesus took our place. Jesus was your plan to reconcile us, to fix our relationship with you. And because of him, we can be adopted today. We can be grafted into the family today. Because of Jesus, our sins have been paid for. We believe that Jesus is the answer. And we call on that mighty name today. And today, our names are being written in heaven. And we are your sons and daughters. In Jesus' name, we have faith today. Amen and amen. We hope you've encountered the Spirit of God during this podcast. If you've decided to follow Jesus, or if you need prayer for any reason, click the link in the description below. We are located on the east edge of the Dallas Metroplex and would love to host you in person. Plan your visit now at mustangcreek.org forward slash plan your visit.